We're going to be deep diving into the NFL, going to be taking a look at every single division and predict every single team's record. I think they're one of my favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. This team, that offense does not excite me. I think the offense continues to regress. It's going to be Mahomes versus Russ for the MVP. And if you disagree, you're wrong. Sorry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the WNP Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Grasha. How you doing? Uh, doing pretty swell. You know how I be. How are you? Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> a lot of drinks last night led to a very tough morning, but, you know, that's okay because we're here to talk about some football. Uh, this will be part two of our four-part series in which we predict all of the records for all of the teams in all of the divisions. All. 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 Uh, so, last time... And real quick, speaking of all, of all the people I hate in the world, I think John Dowell tops that list. Oh, absolutely. So, John Dowell, our uh, New England Patriot expert, was supposed to come in today and uh, do some predictions with us on the AFC and NFC East. However, uh, I think he had a, a few too many drinks as well, and I, I believe he is... Passed out, uh, knocked out cold, sleeping as we tried to text and call, and you know he's not here. But uh, round two of him not showing up. Maybe we'll throw his goat noise in here, and he can feel like he's a part of something. But uh, he is not going to be given any predictions. It's just Chase and I. Uh, obviously, we would have liked a little bit more feedback. Um, I am so very intelligent. Chase just follows my lead on everything. So yeah, I figure yeah, that's what I do. That we're that's not going to be do. varying much that's with this uh, this episode. But hey, take a lap. <laughs> but yeah, so we're doing the East. Uh, we did the West last week. If you haven't checked that out yet, make sure to do so. Next week, we got the South, and then we're going to end it with the North, because obviously the AFC North is the best division in the AFC. The NFC North is the best division in the NFC. Easy. Is it because it's the Bengals and the Lions? No, it's no. because it's the best division. So yeah. like it, they just are. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, let's just uh, hop right into her. Uh, let's start with the NFC, of course. Make sure it, to remember it's the Washington football team. So yes. when you say they're first and they're going 11-5, make sure you say Washington football team. Uh, actually, they're going undefeated. But Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, let's just start off. Uh, Chase, your, your first place team in the NFC East is who? My first place team in the NFC East is this team, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm America's team. I know it's my favorite team. I know it's your favorite team. I know it's everyone who's ever been on this podcast's favorite team. Yes. It's America's team. It has to be. Uh, the Cowboys... They're finally getting over that hump. They're going to get into that playoff spot. They've had the roster to do it, just haven't done it. But just their schedule this year, it's really permitting them to be able to go on this type of run. They've taken all the right steps. Their offense should – I honestly would be shocked if it's not top three in the league because, uh, like, they have everything. Like, the only thing that's iffy is tight end, but Blake Jarwin is still a very nice tight end to have. And really, he's, like, their fifth receiving option anyway, probably, when it comes down to it, just based on pure talent. So you don't even have to worry about it. This team – They've just got a lot going for them offensively. The defense is much improved uh, and still had like a solid defense last year too. Everything's just finally going to come together, and they're going to finally get in that playoff spot. Yeah, for sure. And what was your record for them again? 12-4. and four. I don't remember if I said that or not, honestly. Yeah, I don't remember either, but 12-4. and four. All right, sounds very good. Um, 
they're not my first place team. The Eagles yeah. are going to be my first place team in the NFC East. Uh, the Eagles come out at eleven and five um, for this division. And you know what? I'll spoil it. Cowboys are also eleven and five, but the Eagles have the uh, tiebreaker. The tiebreaker, yes. So I like the Eagles team a lot. I think they added a lot of weapons for Carson Wentz. I won't say they added a lot of good weapons. They were all kind of the same. Marquise Goodwin, Jalen Rieger, uh, both similar players. They're uh, a little bit smaller guys that can just stretch the field. And Goodwin's sitting out too this year. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. So I'm not sold on their weapons, but I just think Carson Wentz is that good. I have very high hopes in him, and I have him as a top eight quarterback in the whole league. So... Um, I've got the Eagles at 11 and five, although they uh, do suffer a little bit in their secondary as well as the skill positions on offense. You know, it helps them getting Darius Slay this offseason. That's a big bump, yeah. bump for their defense. So that's what really helped this team. I have them at 11 five as well, puts them a second in the division, making the playoffs. I, I view Carson Wentz in the same light as you. I view their receivers in the same light as you. I view the whole team pretty much in the same light as you. So maybe what you said in the beginning of the show, where I just follow your lead, is what is true. Yeah. But, no, but. <laughs> I, I, I got to agree. Like really, it's it's pretty much consensus for Philly when it, like everyone has its pretty similar sentiments. Uh, they're obviously their biggest issue, in my opinion, is going to be the receiving game. Uh, they've got two tremendous tight ends. Dallas Goddard would be number one tight end on most teams in the league, and he still is going to be behind Zach Ertz. Even though I, as I predicted in an earlier episode, I think they're really transitioning to Goddard this year. Ertz is still going to get those targets just based on the ability compared to the receivers. The fact that J-Jaw, after a horrible year last year, like they gave Mac Hollins reps over him, the fact that he's probably going to be starting as their X receiver this year based on him doing nothing all of last year and not being able to work really much in person this year so you can't just see if he's truly improved if they're just going out on a limb, that doesn't bode well for them. Like right now, the, like Alshon still is uh, – he probably won't start the season. He'll probably start on that pup list. So this team just, they've got so many issues in that receiving game. If they had better receivers, this is a team that I think is legit, like, first place in the league talent. But it's just so bad that it loses them two or three games at least. Yeah, honestly. And if you take Carson Wentz and switch him with uh, Dak Prescott, give those weapons to Carson Wentz. Cowboys are 15-1, 14-2. stupid. Because, yeah, uh, Cowboys, again, my second place team, 11-5. and five. Uh, This is the year for Dak to do it. He's got all of the talent in that room with him. He's on the franchise tag right now. He prove wants to make that big buck. So this is the year he's got to prove it. He's got Zeke, of course, in the backfield. Uh, top three, maybe top five running back in the whole league. You got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, the rookie, C.D. Lamb. This is the year for him to do it. He's got a ton of talent. If he can't prove himself as a top quarterback with these weapons, he ain't getting his money. Yep, that's, that's pretty obvious. Like. You and I both think Dak's pretty mediocre at best, but mediocre quarterbacks with amazing roster talent can do enough to really bring the team to playoffs and possible Super Bowl. So like they're in that realm of possibility. But if they had like a top ten quarterback in the league, just like like how we just mentioned with Carson Wentz, just any of the top ten quarterbacks, pretty much anybody's list of top ten that they make, and it's really like top fifteen quarterbacks. I think they all do better than Dak here and really help this team like just dominate like because they are also a team that's like they have the roster to be the best team in the league yeah I would agree with that uh let's now move on to our third place team I would assume uh we have the same team and that would be the New York Giants yes we do uh so I believe in the New York Giants more than you do uh we made 
some previous bets about that. But I do have the Giants coming in at 7-9. and nine. So, might be higher than some people, might be lower than some people. And I thought they were going to be a borderline playoff team. I mean, 7-9 and nine is still kind of close to playoffs. Like, it's just a win or two in the right direction, and you're, like, you're in the spot. But, you know, I, I like Daniel Jones. I wasn't a big fan of the pick at first, but he really proved a lot to me his rookie year. At the same time, like, I also do have concerns because the one thing that he lacks but also kind of works out for him at the same time is he has zero pocket awareness. You know, it's the reason he fumbles so much. He takes a lot of hits. But at the same time, he can make great, like really great throws, and he doesn't feel any pressure. So even if there's a guy that's getting ready to sack him, he's making that throw, like no problem. He just doesn't even realize the person's there. So if he can just improve it a little bit just to have a little bit of sense when he's going to get hit so he can protect the ball a little more, like he could be a legit top-end NFL QB, and I think he's going to take steps in the right direction this year. And obviously they got Saquon a running back, probably like best running back in the league. I you can try to argue someone else, but I just think he, he's just got too much going for him. And then that receiving core is solid. Not amazing, but solid. I like Evan Ingram as a tight end, but the guy is just a walking hospital. But we did see last year Caden Smith step up and play well when needed. So I think even with those injury-prone guys like Evan Ingram, if he goes down, I think they'll be just fine. Caden Smith didn't do enough last year for my fantasy team. but uh... He was a rookie tight end. <laughs> he did a lot more than he should have. Yeah, I, I'm not as big of a believer in the Giants uh, as Chase, especially the offense. I mean, I don't really think much people have great belief in their defense. No, that's, just, that's my issue with them. Yeah, it's, it's not very good. Um, but I don't have as much belief in the wide receiver core just because Sterling Shepard, uh, Darius Slayton, and Golden Tate are your top three. And I feel like all of those guys um, are like your number two wide receiver. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, but you can get it at that rate. Like, you can get done it with, like, a, a committee kind of take where yeah. they can, like, if they all get 800, 900 yards and four or five touchdowns like, at least, and that's a, you know, very, very solid receiving court right there. Yeah, and I'm also not a big believer in Daniel Jones. I think he's very uh, Andy Dalton slash Eli Manning-esque. Uh, a quarterback that, if he's got a great team around him, I think he does perform, but I don't think he's ever going to be a quarterback that leads the charge for a team. So, uh, Saquon, amazing. Evan Ingram, amazing, if healthy. Uh, and then, I don't think the offensive line is great, even though they do bring in Andrew Thomas with that fourth overall selection. Did I say my record? No, he did not. 3-13. and 13. Oh, wow. Yeah, 3-13 wow. for the Giants. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. So, yeah, they, they bring in Andrew Thomas. I think that'll help their offensive line, obviously, but I still don't think it's uh, that top caliber yet. And then the defense, I don't think they did enough. Um, so no, and uh, DeAndre Baker is oh, going to prison. Yeah. Yikes. So. Yeah. Um, so that was their first round pick last year. That is tough. But, yeah, I, I just don't have much faith in the Giants. They're 3-13. and And uh, this is where we should say it. it hasn't been said yet on this episode – Again, we're not picking uh, just based off where we think these teams can finish. We're actually going through match by match, picking the games that we think they'll win versus the games they'll lose. So, uh, you know, we we take into effect the home versus away games, coming off of buys, having a short week, everything like that. Uh, and that's just how they came out for me. So, again, could I see them being uh, a higher uh win percentage team like Chase has them at a seven and nine. Yes, I could, but based off of the schedule and how I went by it, they're only three and thirteen. 
That's fair. Like, I, I get that, and I think that's very well possible. If the offense doesn't perform like I think it will, then they're a bottom of the league type of team. Yeah. But I think it has the ability to win them three or four extra games. And the, the one thing, too, with the Giants, we talked about how their defense isn't great. Uh, I expected Jabril Peppers, when he uh, left Cleveland came over here, I expected him to take that next jump, have a little bit of a bigger role with this Giants team. But I haven't seen enough out of him yet, and he's coming into his fourth year i think so yeah um, man i just gotta say though what, like what a fun football player he was to watch in college and mm-hmm. he hasn't really gotten that opportunity to be that type of player in the nfl because nfl defense just don't really work like that like that was kind of my issue with isaiah simmons coming into the league because teams are afraid to use that like jack of all trades player you know tyron matthew gets used like that occasionally but not as much as he even should so like jabril peppers was never given the opportunity to really be himself like, he should be – I genuinely think he should be using both sides of the ball. Not, like, nonstop every down, but, like, use him uh, for certain plays on offense and use him heavily on defense, throw him all over the field, and he's just going to produce. And it's going to be enough to improve that defense actually a pretty decent amount, I think, because I think it's going to be kind of bad anyway. So, just like, why not let the guy run free? Yeah, I think you could line him up at some Wildcat formations, you know, have him and oh, yeah, Saquon 100%. have Jabril taking the snap. I think that would be awesome. Uh, but last but not least, of course, in the NFC East, our, our last place team, the Washington football team. Uh, Chase, how many wins are they getting? One. One. One in 15. Oof. I have that one in 15. Uh, this team is pretty yikes. Like, really, it's just the best way for me to put them. I'm, I don't remember who I had them beating. Let me pull it up real quick. So, I had, oh, that's right. I had them beating the Rams in week five. Nice. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just what I was feeling, a uh, home game for them. Uh, they've just got nothing going for them. Just released Darius Geis as he was arrested for domestic abuse charges, domestic violence. He he was a running back who they spent decent capital on, hoping he could turn to a pro. He just never really developed, kept getting injured. Their running back room is just so iffy. There's too many people there, and no one like stands out enough. The receiving core, you got Terry McLaurin, and then number two is... Probably Antonio Gainey-Golden, if who yeah. was a guy I really like, but he's a fourth-round rookie wide receiver. You that can't be your number two going into the season. Yeah, and Calvin Harmon just got injured. Yep, for the Calvin Harmon's done for the year. So Stephen Sims running out of the slot, yay, exciting. Yeah. And then when it comes to tight ends, just why even bother? And then you look at the defensive side of the ball; it's really not much better. Like sure, they got Chase Young uh, just recently in this draft. He's the best player in the draft probably, and I I do like Montez Sweat a lot, so I think like like they can have a solid pass rush, but at the end of the day, the defense as a whole is just not going to be enough to supplement this horrific offense. Yeah, I 100% agree. I have the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team, excuse me, uh, at 2-14, and 14, uh, only picking up two wins. Their offense is the worst in the league. It is just terrible. Um, and their defense, I think they got a nice defensive line, um, but the rest is very iffy. It's not a defense that's good enough to win you games. Yep. It's a good defense. They're going in the right direction, but they're not there yet. Yeah, it's tough. And then I, I saw a story about Reuben Foster earlier today uh, with his, I think he had like an MCL, ACL, and LCL tear uh, in camp last year. And he is making good progress. Uh, at one point, he had no feeling whatsoever in his leg. That's so freaky. That's tough. That's uh, freaky. He got it back within the last week. He's making good progress. Uh, he hopes to participate in some camp before he comes back. But honestly, with that type of injury, you got to go day by day and uh, week by week, really question uh, if he's going to be able to return. 
that's, so that's fair. Uh, yeah, Redskins two and fourteen for me, one and fifteen for you, Chase. Not a good outlook. Um, nope. I I would assume they're your last place team in the whole league. Yes. Okay. Uh, they are my second to last team. We'll discuss my last team. You think the Bengals uh, are gonna be that bad in a, in a future lines in a future episode? <laughs> Um, but yeah, Chase. Let's now talk about an MVP candidate and a Rookie of the Year candidate for the NFC East. Let's start with MVP. So I think the easy choice, an obvious choice, and hard for me to pick anybody else really is Carson Wentz. At the end of the day, like he's the guy. He's going to bring the team to the playoffs with a lackluster receiver core. He's going to throw for the yards. He's going to get some touchdowns. He runs the ball pretty well for a QB, and he's just got what it takes to win that MVP. Uh, other than him, you know, a guy like. Dak could win it, but I just don't think he's going to do enough. If anything, from that Cowboys team, I think Zeke would win it. And then if the Giants make playoffs, it'll probably be on the back of Daniel Jones. So at that point, him or maybe even Saquon could be in that category as well. But like, it's Carson Wentz for me. I would 100% agree with you here. Uh, Carson Wentz is the route to go, I think. And he was looking at an MVP season before he got injured when they made that Super Bowl run. But uh yeah, Carson Wentz, an easy MVP coming out of the NFC East for me. Uh, next up, Rookie of the Year, who you got? Chase Young. Like, even though the defense is still just not going to be anything special and the offense going to be so bad, Chase Young, he's just got so much talent. He's going to rack up the tackle. He's going to get some sacks. He's going to get the QB pressures. He's going to do the right things. He's going to take the right steps, really try to help develop this defense. And he's just the most talented guy. I, I also, if for whatever reason, like he struggles and that whole team just struggles, I I don't think a, an offensive rookie would be the one to win it. I think Xavier McKinney would be the next guy in line. I love Xavier McKinney. I think he should have an immediate impact coming to the NFL. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just to change it up, uh, a name that wasn't mentioned, a name that's on my fantasy football team, CeeDee Lamb, uh, I think he can come in and be the number two right away. I know a lot of people have a lot of faith in Michael Gallup. I think CeeDee Lamb is just better. Uh, as pure talent-wise, I think he could be a top-five wide receiver uh, within three, four years. So If Gallup didn't perform so well last year, so under the radar well, too, like 1,400 yards well, then like, I would say sure. But like he just like, he got it done last year. CeeDee is more talented. Sure, he is, but he's still COVID offseason, and Gallup produced. So COVID offseason will hurt – Wide receivers, the second least out of all positions. Rookie wide receivers are already slow as it is coming to the league. I know the last couple of years have been a little different, but in general, yeah. they're usually like the slower one of the slower positions to come in. So, I, I don't know. And I mean, you could even look at Jalen Rieger. If uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of his. Yeah. Uh, but if Carson Wentz does have an MVP type season, he could be a name to keep an eye out for. It but could be. we now move on to the AFC East. This is. One of Chase's favorite divisions because his love child team is here. Uh, I would assume that the he's going to put them first, but we'll see. Uh, Chase, who is at the top of your AFC East? My first place team in the AFC East at 11-5 and five is the New England Patriots. So I think Cam Newton is going to win the starting job. He's going to have a great year because he's he's a good quarterback. If he can stay healthy and having the Patriots offense where, for whatever reason, that offense always produces, the defense plays so well, it's just going to be the dynamic duo, a combo that Bill Belichick has never really had before. And I look 
very forward to being able to uh, watch Cam Newton do whatever he can with the New England Patriots. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the Patriots definitely could do some damage. However, the COVID offseason, we talk about it all the time. Cam Newton didn't play last year. I uh, just don't have much faith in Cam Newton making the really lackluster weapons work. So uh, I don't have them as first in my AFC East. I've actually got your love child, the Buffalo Bills. They're going to go 10-6. and six. Uh, Very good defense. Offense is good enough. I think Josh Allen, I mean, we've had this conversation 17 million times. Uh, Josh Allen, a quarterback that can do some damage if he has a team around him. I don't think he's ever going to be a, a quarterback to uh, carry a team to the playoffs. Uh, he does have some more weapons now. They brought in uh, Stefan Diggs through a trade and then also got Zach Moss uh, added into that backfield. So I think you take a little step, but not a step record-wise because I feel like their schedule last year was was pretty easy. So, oh yeah, they definitely had an easy schedule last year. That helps. Um, if you have more to say, or yeah, yeah, no, just the Bills ten six. All right. So I have the Bills in second place at nine and seven, still making the playoffs though. So I'm I'm just gonna hop into it right now. Um, I I like Josh Allen a lot. Obviously, I think he's got talent. He's continued to develop. You know, he's got a couple years in the league. He's gotten better each year. You've seen him get better through the season. Uh, At the end of last year, he was starting to look pretty good, and. He's finally got like a legit number one receiver in Stephon Diggs, a guy who's perfect for the type of thrower that he is. So that's really going to help him. Uh, the accuracy issues have always been Josh Allen's main concern, but he has improved on that a little bit as a pro, and it'll continue to go that way. I just like what this offense can do as a whole on top of having a stellar defense. Even though I have him at 9-7, and seven, I think it's just because like I think their schedule is like actually pretty tough this year, and like some of the matchups, it's just hard for me to put them over the other team. But like easily, like for a nine and seventeen in the playoffs, this could be a team that I think has that ability to really do damage. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I think the Bills are one of those teams where they're at the top of the division. They have a nice record, but I don't ever see them doing damage in the playoffs. Like the Bengals were from what was it, two thousand eleven to two thousand fifteen, five years in a row. Uh, they had 12-4 and four seasons, but just couldn't do anything in the playoffs. That's kind of how I see the Bills right now, but it is what it is. Uh, my number two team, the New England Patriots, 7-9, and nine, oh, not, wow. making, not making the playoffs. I uh, talked about a little bit, lackluster weapons. I don't think Cam Newton is going to be able to come in, learn the system right away. He's not played football in over a year. Um, and then that defense just keeps getting older. So the McCourty twins obviously getting older. Uh, they still got one of the best corners in the league and Stephon Gilmore. But uh, I think overall, with the amount of opt-outs they have, like players like Dante Hightower uh, and others, I think this New England team not going to be able to get it done, not a playoff team. See, like, I, I get the concerns, but, like, you got to remember, like, Cam Newton is a legit talent and – if they can, like, if, if there's anybody that can just hop right into a newer system and be able to produce, I think it's Cam Newton just because even if it is a complex system, like, it's still got to learn the whole playbook. A, a quarterback that can trust his feet and run when he's just not seeing things is a guy you can always just – that's that's a guy you should feel safe about throwing in. So I guess what I'm trying to say. If there was another, like, scrambling quarterback going in there, like, I don't – 
someone that's kind of in like a similar realm as Cam Newton. I, I don't know, but just say someone like someone similar to Cam Newton, but it's healthier. It'd be same type of thing. It's going right into the system just because they have that running ability. They're a little bit safer. It'll create a little more uncertainty that the defense is trying to guess from that offense. And I mean, if the team can, like if the Patriots can perform without Brady in the lineup like they have before, I think they'll be just fine without Brady this year. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Bill does without his his first love, Tom Brady. So we'll have to see. Uh, your third place team in the AFC East is the Miami Dolphins at five and eleven. So the Dolphins, they are really a team that I like moving forward. They're taking the right steps. Uh, Tua is just a guy I'm, I'm not still sold on yet. I think he's got legit potential to be an NFL like star, but I'm just worried that he'll ever get there. Lefty quarterbacks don't have much success in the NFL. There it is. There it they is. They don't. Just it's just the truth. I'm sorry, and like it's it's a pretty big injury he's dealing with. I know they're they say they're not too worried about injury that or that injury recurring. I should say, but it's just a big injury, and he's had a couple other injuries like that. I I think he'll take over at some point, if not like from early on. So we'll see what he can do with that team. But I really like Brian Flores as a coach. That defense is taking the right steps. The offense is taking the right steps. It's all going to come together within a couple of years. They just got to, you know, stay on that track. Yeah, I would agree. I also have the Dolphins at 5-11. and 11. Um, They performed, I, I think their final record last year was 5-11. and 11, So, yep. and they added a lot of pieces. So what makes us think they're going to stay at that same record? Uh, you know, it's just the schedule. Like we said, we look at the schedule and go team to team, uh, see what they're doing. But I, I think this team has a bright future. Yeah. However, uh, they're going to have to wait a couple years. Yeah, I, I got to agree. All right, finally, the New York Jets. Your record for them is? 3-13. and 13. So I was kind of surprised by this. I thought, like, you know, they're sure they, they lost two key defensive pieces to trade in holdouts. Uh, or not holdouts, but opt-outs. And this offense is just, like, okay. The receiving options are horrible. The tight end is iffy. The running back, great as left ball once was. That's exactly what it exactly is. He once was good. Frank Gore once was good. But they're not anymore. This team went 7-6 and six last year after Sam Darnold came back from mono. He's going to have a – should be full healthy year. So I was kind of surprised when I had them going 3-13. and 13, But as we keep talking about, it's just the way the schedule works out and the way things unfold. I just think they have a tough time. As much as I like Sam Darnold, I just think his receivers are too weak to really get anything done. The tight end, Chris Herndon, has broken my heart too much. I don't think he steps up. And then the defense just isn't enough to get it done. Yeah, and Sam Darnold, I'm a a big Sam Darnold truther. Uh, Yeah, I have them at 2-14. They had a pretty poor offseason losing Jamal Adams and then Mosley opts out and then they lost Leonard Williams last year at the trade deadline it just seems like all of their good star players they're just getting rid of it doesn't really make sense to me uh, also not a believer in Adam Gase whatsoever no god no yeah that, that's their biggest issue i should have brought that up so i i just don't have any faith in this team the weapons aren't good enough for Sam Darnold the offensive line isn't good enough for Sam Darnold it's just going to be another struggle some season, and that, that's something you don't want to see. You always uh, talk about how, or you know, everyone talks about how you get that rookie quarterback and you build a really good team around him like uh, the Chiefs did. They got Mahomes under the rookie contract, built a great team around him. They won the Super Bowl. Obviously not the case anymore as he's making half a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, but 
That's something the Jets weren't able to do. They bring in Darnold under his rookie contract. They have some good pieces with Jamal Adams, with Leonard Williams, but then instead of trying to continue to build on that, they just got rid of them all. And now when Sam Darnold, or when this team is ready to take that next step and they, they've got all the pieces that they want, Sam Darnold's going to be on a big boy deal and you're going to have to let some players go. So uh, really tough for the Jets. Not a fan of the team. Not a fan of what they're going to do this season. So, Yeah, it which it sucks because, like, as I mentioned already before and you mentioned, you know, we like Sam Darnold. We think he has potential to be legit quarterback. But if a season like this happens, even if there is a coaching change, Sam Darnold is probably out too because at that point you're going to have, a, like, a top five pick and – why wouldn't you take one of those like top three quarterbacks in this upcoming draft, honestly? Yep, for sure. And the Jets are not my last place team either. I know I've got the the red or the football team, the Washington football team, and the Jets both at two and fourteen, but they are not my last place team. So you'll have to stay tuned to see who is my last place team. But uh let's now move on to MVP discussion out of this division. Your thoughts. So my number one choice is Cam Newton. Um if the Patriots have the success, success I think they do, it's because he's performing well in that offense. He's got the ability, you know, he's already won MVP once, so he's got the ability to do it. Obviously, it was a little bit ago, coming off some injuries. I still think that talent is there. It didn't leave him, so I think he can go into this Patriots system and do pretty well. If not, the Buffalo Bills perform a little better than I expect. Even at 9-7, it'll probably be on the back of Josh Allen's taking the next step, even though the defense is great. If They still have to take... The, Josh Allen, excuse me, still has to take the next step for him to be a truly great team. So it's really between those two, but I'll lean Cam Newton. Yeah, this one's really tough for me because I don't see an MVP out of anyone here. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd probably have to lean Cam Newton as well. I mean, he, he's won an MVP before. He's looking for his comeback tour as, obviously, the Carolina Panthers uh, released him. So that's uh, – it's definitely going to be a motivation for him. So I guess I'm going to go Cam Newton, but I honestly would be very shocked if anyone in this division were able to take an MVP home. You know who would be a fun MVP candidate out of this division? Ryan Fitzmagic. No, Stephon Gilmore. Go, go, as much as, like, because I'm so against, like, defensive players really winning it. But, like, he's the best corner in the league last year, probably the best corner in the league in general. And if he can just, like, have a ridiculous borderline record-type season, then why not? I'd rather see, like, Tredavious White win it, though. Well, yeah, but he almost opted out this year. So. Almost, but didn't. So, you know what? Can't trust him. As, as Buffalo Bills fans are, like, online oh. are saying, wow, you're trash, you're trying to sit out. Like, Bills fans are the worst. Like, real Bills fans are the worst. Tell your dad he's the worst. I mean, he's probably listening, so. Yeah, you're the worst. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> Rookie of the Year now. Um, your thoughts on who's going to take this one? There's an obvious choice, so I'm not going to make that obvious choice. I'm going to say A.J. Epinesa instead. Uh, he, he's a, I got a really good chance of having a good role from day one with the Bills. Uh, he's got great talent for that scheme. I think he just comes in and provides the right type of pass rush. He's going to stuff guys at the line. He's going to build up a bunch of tackles. And maybe even like an, another candidate I have too, another defensive guy, Josh Uche for, for – the Patriots, you know, Michigan product, Patriots for every reason love their Michigan guys. He should come in and have a role right away, especially with the players that have opted out for the Patriots. So he could really rack up some quiet numbers too. Yeah, he could play a similar role to Chase Winovich, another U of M Wolverine. Yep. Uh, I am not going to do the obvious route either. Uh, obviously, Tua would be the obvious route, but uh, my pick's going to be Denzel Mims. 
I think Denzel Mims is the most talented wide receiver in that New York Jets room. I think Sam Darnold's going to absolutely love him. Uh, he's got the speed, he's got the size, he's got the hands. So uh, I'm hoping Denzel Mims can really perform nicely with this New York Jets roster. Uh, I don't see uh, him making a big enough impact for the Jets to be good, but I think he can make a big enough impact to get that rookie of the year nod. So between the two MVPs and the two rookies from each division, is that three guys that are on your fantasy team? CeeDee Lamb. Oh, yeah, I do have Cam Newton. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Wow. Showing a little bit bias here. Do you I want Cam know. Newton? I'll trade him to you. Yeah, you know I want him, but I don't have a first-round pick. I wouldn't give up a first-round pick for him anyway. I just want Jonathan Taylor. Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> I am You're home. still drunk. I'm yesterday. not drunk. I'm hungover. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, you got uh, our Rookie of the Year candidates. I, I am kind of shocked that neither of us picked Tua, but... You just don't know when he's going to start. Yeah. I think that's the biggest issue. Chase has New England, Buffalo, Miami, New York. I've got Buffalo, New England, Miami, New York. And then on the other side, we've got Philly and Dallas both sitting at the top. Uh, You've got Dallas above Philly, but uh, both teams make the playoffs on that side. Um, You've got two teams making it in the AFC East as well, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, So these East divisions are each going to produce two playoff teams. And I think the Bills have a real chance going better than nine and seven. I don't think they miss the playoffs. I just I don't see how it's possible, genuinely, unless things go really wrong. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if they go a little higher and win the division. Also, wouldn't be surprised if Philly wins the division. Uh, I think both those are possible. But I'd say those four teams making playoffs are pretty safe. Well, Patriots, the I, three teams. The Patriots, I, I get being a little iffy, but I, I'm never gonna discount. Be- never gonna discount Belichick. You're right. Yeah, and. And Billy B did say Joe Mixon was the best running back in the league, which honestly makes a lot of sense. He's super smart. Uh, sorry, Joe Mixon isn't Bo Scarborough. Who? Uh, the best running back in the league, Bo Scarborough. Sorry. I'm just excited for Rex Burkhead to get out there and just absolutely dominate for the Patriots. 2,000 rushing yards this year, along with 1,000 receiving yards. That's an easy bet. Like, like smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely going to do that. All right, that is it for the episode. That was the AFC and NFC East. We will be back uh, next week with the AFC and NFC South and then follow it up with the AFC and NFC North. Uh, If you guys want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. It's again at WNP Sports Pod. The rest of our socials are also going to be in the description. We've got a Facebook group. We've got a Instagram now as well. So make sure you guys go check those out. Go give them a follow. If you guys would like, subscribe, go ahead, uh, give us some of your comments in the comments below. um, And then hit the bell as well. If you guys are listening on any other type of platform like Spotify, Google Play, or iTunes, then make sure to rate us five stars. Thanks so much for coming out, guys. We really appreciate you. And as always, we're not professionals. Professionals.